You're listening to The Signal Man with your host, Josh Urban. Josh Urban. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the broadcast. Are you ready for a good weekend? Boy, I sure am heading to Richmond tomorrow to host another classical radio broadcast, or as I call it, smash the pretentiarchy. Classical music for the rest of us. Pretentiousness and patriarchy, a little spoof there, you know. I've often made the mistake of not liking something because other people do. I remember I had this buddy who really liked the Red Hot Chili Peppers and then I got annoyed with the buddy and then I didn't like the Red Hot Chili Peppers anymore. Well, that's kind of ridiculous. So, but unfortunately, classical music fans are really good at doing that to the rest of us. They shouldn't be able to keep this wonderful music to themselves though, so we're taking it back, bringing it to the masses. And we are celebrating something really special tomorrow. It's Well, August is the 100th birthday month of Leonard Bernstein. And if you don't know who Leonard is, well, tune in tomorrow, 3 to 5 p.m., uh, streaming worldwide at WDCE.net or local to RVA at 90.1 FM. He was an American conductor and composer, an educator, a lecturer, and among other things, personal friend of John F. Kennedy. So when Kennedy was killed, it was a personal tragedy for Leonard. He performed Mahler's second symphony, The Resurrection, that I'm gonna play a bit of tomorrow, and then in tribute, and then he explained it the next evening in a beautiful speech that I came across on the internet, and I wanted to read it to you. I think it's relevant, I think it's meaningful, and I hope it makes your weekend a little bit better. This is a speech made at the United Jewish Appeal Benefit on November 25th, 1963. My dear friends, Last night, the New York Philharmonic and I performed Mahler's Second Symphony, The Resurrection, in tribute to the memory of our beloved late president. There were those who asked, why the Resurrection Symphony, with its visionary concept of hope and triumph over worldly pain, instead of a requiem or the customary funeral march from the Eroica? Why indeed? We played the Mahler Symphony not only in terms of resurrection for the soul of one we love, but also for the resurrection of hope in all of us who mourn him, in spite of our shock, our shame, and our despair at the diminution of the man that follows from this death. We must somehow father strength for the increase of man, strength to go on striving for those goals he cherished. In mourning him, we must be worthy of him. I know of no musician in this country who did not love John F. Kennedy. American artists have for three years looked to the White House with unaccustomed confidence and warmth. We loved him for the honor in which he held art and which he held every creative impulse of the human mind, whether it was expressed in words or notes or paints or mathematical symbols. This reverence for the life of the mind was apparent even in his last speech which he was to have made a few hours after his death. He was to have said, America's leadership must be guided by learning and reason. Learning and reason, precisely the two elements that were missing from the mind of anyone who could have fired that impossible bullet. Learning and reason, the two basic precepts of all Judaistic traditions, the twin source from which every Jewish mind from Abraham and Moses to Freud and Einstein has drawn its living power. Learning and reason, the motto we hear tonight must continue to hold with redoubled tenacity and must continue at any price 
to make the basis of all of our actions. It is obvious that the grievous nature of our loss is immensely aggravated by the element of violence involved in it. And where does this violence spring from? From ignorance and hatred, the exact antonyms of learning and reason. These two words of John Kennedy's were not uttered in time to save his own life, but every man can pick them up where they fell and make them part of himself, the seed of that rational intelligence without which our world can no longer survive. This must become the mission of every artist, of every Jew, and of every man of goodwill, to insist unflaggingly at the risk of becoming a repetitive bore, but to insist on the achievement of a world in which the mind will have triumphed over violence. We musicians, like everyone else, are numb with sorrow at this murder and with rage at the senselessness of the crime. But the sorrow and rage will not inflame us to seek retribution. Rather, they will inflame our art. Our music will never again be quite the same. This will be our reply to violence, to make music more intensely, more beautifully, more devotedly than ever before. And with each note, we will honor the spirit of John Kennedy, commemorate his courage, and reaffirm his faith in the triumph of the mind. Wow. Bravo, sir. Well said. Looking forward to celebrating you tomorrow on the air. See you guys then. You've been listening to The Signalman Show. I'm your host, Josh Urban, and we're broadcasting every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on SoundCloud, iTunes, and everywhere fine podcasts are found. I hope you've enjoyed this as much as I have. And hey, during season two, try to get more people involved with this. So drop me a line at joshjoshurban.com or tweet at me at don'tjoshme. You can have a, a story, a question, a hello, a shout out to Aunt Margaret, or a good deed that you saw or that you did. Doesn't matter. It's so nice that you're here, so keep it fresh, keep it funky, keep it real, and I will catch you on the flip side. See you next time.